1: This guy has over 50 million online views of his original comedy. He's an actor. He's an award-winning radio presenter. He's a comedian. And in fact, he's one of comedy's fastest rising stars at this stage. He's performed his comedy all over Ireland and beyond. He starred in an award-winning hidden camera show, The Fear and RTE. He's popped up in The Young Offenders, the movie and the TV show. And now he is partnered with Comedy Dynamics, the largest independent comedy production and distribution company. They're going to release his new stand-up comedy special. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's called on various streaming platforms. I'm delighted to be joined now by comedian Ross Brown, who's on the line with me now. How are you doing, Ross?
0: Jeez, who wrote that? Who wrote that biog, huh?
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, like when, when you see, you know, 50 million online views of your comedy, that is just like a huge figure. Do you have to pinch yourself like...
0: It's not really. There's a cat somewhere that starts the alphabet that's got more views than me, so it's not that big of a deal, really. In the In the, in the broad scale of things, online doesn't really matter, does it? It's like, you know, I, I think I, I think I saw a woman singing a song on the jacks before and she had like a 400 million, so it doesn't really give you a good measure of quality. It's just kind of <laughs> like, sometimes you, can, sometimes you can be one of those rabbit hole videos and you're kind of going, oh, people have to click on some weird stuff to find you. So I, I'll take I'll take, um, take real-world stuff over. <laughs> I know
1: what you're saying, but look, it is major. And you have some pretty major news because uh, this is massive. You've teamed up with Comedy Dynamics to release your comedy special. Tell me all about this and how it came about. Uh,
0: so we went to LA about three years ago and we um, we hoodwinked a load of yanks uh, and we told them that uh, I was hilarious. And uh, I don't think they had a translator when they watched the special, so they just had to take it as... They had to just listen to the last off the, off the crowd in the opera house in Cork, and they, they 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 must have been short on comedy for the pandemic. So they said, Let's get this <laughs> um, yeah, look, we we got it. You know, it's a huge deal, and I, this is my Irishness coming out now. When you do the whole you know self-deprecation thing, but it's uh, it's a big deal. It's um it's a huge deal. It's the first uh, I think I'm the first Irish or UK comedian to have signed with them and to get a, a worldwide release with them as well is bonkers. Like it still hasn't settled in, so we're kind of. We're, we're, we're at their at their behest we're kind of saying right we're following your lady or the big dogs um, like the types of names that they have that they've already produced and distributed comedy for like Kevin Hart Bill Burr Tiffany Haddish um, Eliza Schlesinger you name it I, basically anyone that's on uh, Netflix or Amazon scroll down through the comedy section that's, that's them they make all of those
1: that is amazing to be to be included in, in the in the lineup there, as as you say, with, with those guys. So tell me about the show itself. This was filmed, obviously, pre-COVID and all the rest.
0: Yeah, we filmed this in March of 2019 and we we made it kind of speculatively. We said, let's make this. And then when, when we came back from LA, we'd made some good contacts and we got a guy produced, a, a Dane Cook's uh, Madison Square Garden stand-up special. So we, he liked the last show that we'd recorded before that. And then he said, "Right, I'll produce this with you." And we partnered up with him. And then we went—you know—we went full hog then for the the opera house show. So we had one take; we had a one and done. It was a—it was a one show, and um, we didn't have the the luxury of having multiple uh, opportunities to record it. So it was like,
1: yeah, it was it was. High pressure situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to say pressure because you know not only do you have nerves, obviously, you know on the night, you know itself, because you know they have a bit of jitters before you go on. But there's this extra pressure because it's being filmed with this huge
0: distribution company. Yeah, like you, you kind of go, oh, uh, you know, the audience is kind of the audience is the audience, and that's kind of second nature. But when when pe- when other people's money is on is on the line, and <laughs> looking at. Fourteen different cameramen or whatever, and fourteen different camera angles, and you're going. All right, now this is actually a kind of a. This is, this, there's no stakes involved, whereas you know, doing a live gig to an audience is second nature at the stage. To you know, to all comedians, and the bigger the crowd, the better. Um, but yeah, once once you realise, oh, there's actually other people who are working very hard at this, I better not I better not screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And and, I, you know what? It was, it was things you couldn't change. It was things like, I was paranoid all that week of losing my voice or <laughs> getting sick or getting hit by a bus. So like, there's loads of different things that you're kind of, like you look at the corners of coffee tables in a totally different way because you're going, <laughs> that is potential death. <laughs> you know and you can't edit around a
1: massive gash in your head you know no you definitely could and also you know you have to make sure that the crowd plays ball which is well like you know you can't have anyone shouting out mad things really from the audience we
0: had we had one head the ball alright in the audience who to, No, to be fair she didn't shout anything she was just laughing out of sync with everyone else and she had a laugh that was undeniable so her laugh ended up making people laugh at points that weren't even. they were just the setups for jokes so we um, we had to we had to try and Edit uh, it creatively around her as best as we could because anyone that's watching in America, even if they have the subtitles on, is going to be going, What's going on here? There's one absolute person with a want in them who's who's listening to a different comedy show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, maybe, so, she was, maybe she Maybe she. had headphones on, she was watching a Michael McIntyre DVD <laughs> up the back row, like we don't know, like, you know. You've said two very
1: Cork things already. Head the ball is one, and a want in them. Like, I just love these Cork-isms that come out. Like, do you find, uh, as well, because, you know, you've got the, the, the appeal of the beautiful Cork accent. I mean, is are you just funnier with a Cork
0: accent? Not to Cork people, but I would assume there'd be a little bit of novelty. Like, uh, only because I have a Cork accent, and when I went to L.A. as well, being Irish, I realised that, you know when people say, like, oh, you're very exotic. Like, you know, if, if you saw someone now who was very exotic, you, you know, we have our own image of what exotic is. But to Americans, like, ginger pale people with freckles are exotic. Yeah, and I was like, I thought exotic had to be, like, you know, the human representation of a mango or a pineapple. But apparently Brussels sprouts are exotic to the Yanks, so... I think it's the novelty of just being from elsewhere or being, you know, other to to the (laughs) the local people or whatever. And obviously you have all the Americans who, you know, are seventh generation Irish whose granddad called him Dog Walker was Irish. So that's something that we're definitely kind of leaning into with the American audience. But, I mean, I didn't even know that there was a want in someone is something that's exclusively to court. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You see,
1: like, I know these things because my mom is a proud Blarney woman, you know, and she comes okay. out with a, like they, she has her own lingo. I think you have your own lingo down there. You know, she creates words for things. I've never, you know, that isn't the right word for stuff, uh, you know, mad things. And everything has what, an e at the end of things.
0: <laughs> one of my favourite things was my, uh, my friend Donald's mother, um, Geraldine. I was looking in her kitchen for a potato peeler and she didn't she didn't peel potatoes with a peeler she's old school she cut you know she she basically just you know she scalped them basically she was like she used to cut them just with a knife and take off just a little sliver she was a pro at peeling potatoes and I was looking for a peeler like an actual gadget peeler and as I was looking through the drawer, drawer, she was like, "What are you looking for?" I said, I'm "Looking for a potato peeler." She goes, "It's like going to the ghost hole for wool." Like, what a beautiful expression!
1: <laughs> I have a great I'm one going for you. goat's hole is, for that, wool. That is that is great. That is great. I my auntie, uh, well, my mother made like she's kind of renowned for like her baking abilities and cooking and stuff like that. And yeah. she made this beautiful cheesecake once. And her sisters were down from Cork, so you know the house was full of noise. Um, but she, uh, my my aunt, after she'd eaten it, she says, "Lads." You'd eat your
0: toenails after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the same woman, Geraldine, was making a shepherd's pie once for her daughter's friends who were coming over, and she, she said to me, "You put peas in a shepherd's pie?" I was no, she goes, "Why? i not put them in anyway." So she threw them in, and she was chopping up the carrots, but she chopped them only into like quarters. Like normally, you dice them or you slice them or you do something with shit or mash them, but she chopped like she literally just chopped a carrot in four and did about eight of them, and there was giant chunks of carrot, and I was. I said, Joe, you're going to have to cut them smaller. And then she goes, "Irish or the Arsenal will it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really do. I love it. Uh, but but take me back
1: to the beginning now, because I I heard a story that apparently you lied to Tommy Tiernan to get your first gig. Uh, that's a pretty ballsy move, by the way, lying to Tommy Tiernan. Yeah,
0: I kind of, I kind of had to. Um, so Tommy Tiernan was doing a gig in Cork, and I had previously met him while I was doing something for my old school. I was doing I was interviewing people performance. Uh, It was like a kind of a big school's competition fashion design thing. And Tommy was one of the judges and I said to him, I was chatting to him uh, backstage and I said, I'd love to get him to stand up. And he said, I said, any advice? He said, "Write." He said, that's it, just write. Write loads of stuff and see if you have anything. Just write, write, write. I goes, okay, cool. And I met him about six months, nine months later at a gig in City Limits and I said, hey Tommy, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, he goes, did you take my advice? I said, I did. And I hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) And he believed me and he called his support act, Jerry Mallon over and said, Jerry, can you give him a spot in back Cuba and Galway? And Jerry said, "You're on uh, Friday week or Saturday week, and uh, I have to then write uh, 12 minutes of material in a week."
1: Oh my <laughs> god,
0: the <laughs> so pressure! I think, I think I think that procrastination and pressure, uh, I think that is kind of what set the tone for the rest of my. Because I I love being slightly behind in preparation. I like I like that feeling of fight or flight. You know, when things are a little bit raw, a little bit loose. Sometimes things come out then in the moment that you know that might not be something that you would have you know kept in the edit or whatever but I think they're the real moments that I like to think that it feels, the show feels a little bit more alive because of it you know
1: no, it's good it's a good move not everyone can pull it off though I'm saying you know I, I'm guessing I'm well, not saying I can either but it's all I enjoy <laughs> <laughs> Now look the scenes as you're headed for the big time right uh, I think you deserve the honour of this on the show right normally when I have celebrity type people on my show I ask them silly questions are you up for this?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: down. okay, here it is. <laughs> we even have music. What's in your pockets right now? Lint. Mint? Lint. Lint? Yeah, like belly button lint, but pocket-wise. <laughs> okay, so thank all, in other words. Yeah. Uh, who was the last person you texted? Uh, You. Oh, me, okay. Well, someone. More, anyone more exciting than me, no? Uh, uh, Danny from the Kronos. Oh Really?
0: Yeah, about, about 40 minutes ago, yeah.
1: Wow. And uh, yeah. do you know him very well? i would uh, be, 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 be friendly with him, like. You know what oh, I mean? Jimmy. He's really hitting the big time now. Uh, pineapple on the pizza, yes or no? What's yeah. true? Pineapple? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, chocolate down. Really? Oh, you're not one of them weirdos, are you? I am one of them. I'm, people with, I'm, I'm someone with an adventurous palate. <laughs> yeah, when it comes, when it comes to making and food, nothing's off the table. <laughs> uh, I, put a, I put pineapple on the room Song Songs
1: that would have you running to the dance floor. Uh, oh um, Dirty Best by Black Eyed Peas oh that's a good one that is a good one uh, yeah. what did you want to be when you grew up or were you kind of always into comedy or did you want to do something else in your group
0: uh, I wanted to be Jim Carrey specifically and oh, then wow. that I found out that he was taken so I had to become a different version of, of funny okay
1: <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead who would you have dinner with I'm guessing maybe Jim Carrey might be on that list
0: uh, I was going to say dead but you want someone specifically. um ooh someone alive or dead ooh uh, Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Seed Phil Everybody, Somebody Sees Phil oh okay uh, he was, a, he was Everybody Loves Raymond yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, a strangest thing a fan has ever said or done to you
0: Uh I'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I'm married now So look, that's what you get that's what you get when you get free tickets to your shows right? oh my god I can't believe
1: you just said that and if today was your last day on earth
0: come on put it together just... be professional come on <laughs>
1: If today was your last day on Earth what would you do? Say that again? (laughs) If today was your last day on Earth what would
0: you do? I apologise to loads of people.
1: Yeah, it's a good way to you know, go off
0: into the you've got to hedge your bets just in case there is an afterlife. You want to make sure that you've done You've done right by yourself, you know.
1: You really, you've done right by yourself, Ross. You really have, and you've done right by. You've put such a smile on my face today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, and the best of luck with, with the with the special. We well, can get that everywhere now, can't we? On Netflix, the whole shebang. Uh, you
0: can get it. You can download it and buy it on Amazon Prime Video as of tomorrow morning, and you can also get it in Ireland. You can get it on Vimeo or Amazon Prime to, to buy or to buy or rent, and then uh, it'll be available. Internationally, it's available like all all different places, like like Apple TV and all that jazz. But for us, it's Amazon Prime Video you click on the link and you can buy it or rent it. But buy it because you want to make sure that, you know, you've caught what i said because I'm a very fast talker.
1: Yeah, and you you know, you got to keep uh, food on the table so people need to be buying this
0: stuff. I four kids, a mortgage and a wife that doesn't love me so come on, like that's, <laughs> an, expensive, that's an expensive mistake I've made. It <laughs> isn't.
1: Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Ross Brain there. As he said, you can get it everywhere. His uh, comedy special, do you know what I mean? It's out tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM.